Welcome to Views from the Porch, a podcast where we explore what it looks like to survive and thrive in your young adult years. Each week, we talk about the biggest challenges facing young adults today and how to overcome them from God's Word based on our weekly experience in leading thousands of young adults at the porch. For more info on the porch, visit theporch.live. Thank you for joining. What's up, guys? We're back with another episode of Views from the Porch. This is David. I am joined, as always, with Joshua Tim. What's up, team? Mrs. Elena Anderson Rose Haas. <laughs> hey, guys. Oh, I switched it. Yeah. Rose is the middle name. It's, oh, not, yep. it's not the third name. <laughs> it's right. the third. Do you still have a middle name? I have Elena Rose Haas. I dropped the You dropped the Anderson. 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 Uh, I'm wondering what my wife did. All right. Hey, what are we talking about today? <laughs> today we are talking about confession, David. And confession. Yes, when to confess. One of Usher's greatest releases yes. ever. These are my confessions. Yes, this is a confession. There's a part one and part two. Do you guys know that? Of course. That song? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Confession part one is one of the most underrated songs. It really it is. Chick on the side. <laughs> You know, all the whole thing. Usher, this one is for you. Currently we feeling have, out of touch. You have, Usher has emailed in so many times asking <laughs> how to do this because the first time and second time didn't go well. We're talking about confession. What specifically are we talking about? Yeah, we're talking about uh, when to confess. Really, we're, we're talking about when there's something inside of your life that you need to admit, confess uh, to God and both others. Uh, when to do that, who to do that with, how to do that, and then how often should that be happening in our lives. Have you guys watched the Netflix stuff on Ted Bundy's confession tape? Yes. No. Oh, dude, it's creepy. Don't. I, exactly. I don't, I can't put that type of stuff in my mind. Yeah, I will yeah. never sleep. Yeah. Zach Efron's movie on it too. Yeah. He did a movie. There's confession tapes and then Zach Efron starred as Ted Bundy. This is all for free people in case you're <laughs> Hey, uh, specifically, ask your question again. Uh, we're, we're talking about confessing, when to confess, who to confess to, how to confess, and then how often do I. So how, if I if something in my life that I need to bring up to God and others, uh, how do I do that? Do I need to? Is it important? Yeah. Uh, confess. I think confession is one of those like Christian-y words that we may need to unpack or like talk about what that even means. Yeah. The root of confession even means to acknowledge that, hey, I'm going to acknowledge where I've erred or where I've wronged. So as Christians, we mean it. If you were raised Catholic, you have probably a, a yeah, that's totally. fairly clear definition of it. Although how you practice it, we would disagree with. And by that, I just mean that typically you're like confessional is something that I do every now and then. And I do it to a priest who's behind a veiled door. Right. And, and we believe that the Bible teaches that we don't confess to a priest. We are a kingdom of priests. First Peter chapter two says, and we James five sixteen says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The mm-hmm. prayer of a righteous person, which if you have Christ, you are is powerful and effective that the Bible tells us we don't confess to some priest somewhere. We confess it to other believers who we live in relationship with. And in doing so, we allow them to pray for us. And that is the process by which God heals and brings healing about inside of our life. That's good. So one of the things that I think people miss on this is twofold. One, um, and this was recently brought about on our radar here at Watermark of how we do a good job of, hey, let's be transparent, confess sin, be proactive. Here's where I've struggled. Here's where I've uh, yelled at someone and I shouldn't have. Here's the lies that I'm believing about anxiety. Here's a recent look that I had on on Instagram at someone who was in a bikini and um, and I went back for a double take, everything in between. But we don't always add the addendum that James does. Or we don't always remember to say, hey, when someone confesses to me, if Josh confesses, I'm going to say, Ben, Josh, thank you for sharing that. Um, before I go into any, let me ask questions about it. Let me just pray right now. God, mm-hmm. you tell us that someone, someone confesses that uh, it's a step towards healing and we pray that that healing would take place. And so would you use this transparency to further just uh, strengthen his love for you and bring about healing inside of his life? 
And um, so adding that part to it as well. Yeah, that's good. Uh, um, yeah, you're admitting guilt. I think the, who was it? Was it John Elmore inside a region that, that did that? That yep. said, guys, we're missing this piece of what, what it looks like to confess. So anyways, I'm, I'm going to start with the questions though. Let's, let's work through these. When, David, when should I confess? Like how, how often? Well, let's just start with when. When should I confess something? If there's been something in my life that I realized was against uh, what God would have for me or uh, against his perfection or what the, his word would tell me, when do I confess that? Yeah, so I think um, when we think about confession, this was further helpful in a lot of the conversations that we've had recently, uh-huh. but for sure when, Hey, there's been sin taking place, I want to move quickly to confess to my guy. So, um, if there is a conflict that I have with my wife, uh, the consistent ones for me would be, uh, either lies that I believe in anxiety that I'm feeling in a moment. Um, and uh, if you want to know about anxiety and all that stuff, we've done tons of resources, but if nothing else, I widen the circle to pray. Hey guys, I, I, I went down a trail of a hashtag on Instagram and I, I just need you guys to know that to, um, Hey, I, I yelled and was upset at uh, the Ikea furniture guy on the phone and I just wasn't God's man or just anything and everything. As soon as there's sin involved, I quickly move. I need to confess that. For me, that takes place in the context of my community. There's other believers inside of my life that just have close relationships that I'll drag it into the light, particularly if I'm with them right then or with them you know, a moment later. And then also my community, I want my guys, I want to bring mm-hmm. that immediately involved. And then the, the thing that um, I think... Uh, was such a great way to think about it and helpful for me was to regularly every single week we meet as guys on Friday mornings and during that time we don't just confess things that hopefully we're confessing throughout the week but we begin to talk through what are the proactive temptations that I'm feeling that I just want to confess and so um, what are the things that at a thought level I had this past week where it was drifting into sin or I was replaying a tape of um, a, a visual image that I saw of you know the halftime show of somebody dressed in a way that they shouldn't have been or a coworker or a friend that I was an old girlfriend that I was rethinking about. And I want to confess that proactively, even if it hasn't fully breached out into sin, I've, I've been uh, repeatedly tempted with this. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to make sure that I do it anytime sin is involved. And when temptation is involved, I want to drag that into the light so that sin doesn't uh, give birth to death or doesn't fully conceive, if you will, to use James chapter one's analogy that he uses. I mean, yeah. what would y'all say? Does that make sense? Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I think so. Right away, immediately. And then also what I heard you say is not just um, right away and immediately or, or just once sin is involved, but but even uh, the recognition of uh, there's some like, I would I would even call it confessing some recognition of weak areas in your life or ditches that uh, you see coming up where you're like, I'm, I'm bringing this into light so you guys know the possibility. Or like I know for me, and, and there's a season in my life where every time that I would head home and I'd be alone uh, and after being addicted to porn for years, I'd be like, guys, I need you to know. And this isn't like confessing as if something's happening that's wrong, but I'm bringing something into light that I'm going to be home and alone, which is usually not a great uh, recipe for me. So I'm letting you know ahead of time, uh, which I think is helpful. Or, hey, I'm sitting home alone right now yep. and I'm, I'm tempted to make a decision that I'm going to regret, I'm tempted to masturbate, I'm tempted to look at something, I'm tempted to get wasted, to smoke, whatever it is for you to, to bring other people into light and to quickly confess that, not to receive shame, but to receive further prayer and just exposing it to the light, which is what God uses to heal us. Okay, but I think some people could be hearing this and think like, okay, I hear you, like I need to confess to other people, but what if I just confess to God? Because I'm kind of embarrassed about what I did. And if I tell other people, they may judge me or they may like put rules on me. Like, hey, now we're taking away your computer access. Um, Let's just say if you got, Mm -hmm. you had to confess about porn. And so I'm just going to confess to God and that's good enough. He knows my heart. Like, what would you say to that person? 
Man, I would say that um, I'll just say this statement, and I may get an email for it. If you're a Christian, First John one nine says that if we confess our sins to God, He's faithful and just, and will forgive us for all and forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. We don't believe that that verse is saying that every time that you sin, you are no longer, even if you're a Christian, if you've trusted in Christ and you are a follower of Jesus, um, from that moment on, we would say, you are, you have the righteousness of Christ. You are totally made pure. You're totally made whole, white as snow, Bible says. And so if you sin, you are not, this is where Catholics and Protestants often disagree if you sin in the Catholic expression, it would be like, hey, you need to make sure that you confess those sins before you die, especially if they're venial sins or if they're mortal sins or anything like that. You need to make sure that those things are confessed. And um, as believers, we would say, or else you're not gonna, you're gonna go to purgatory. You're not gonna go immediately. We would say, hey, once you have been cleansed uh, of unrighteousness through faith in Christ, that is for once and for all, that he's made peace and he has brought reconciliation to you and God. So it's not a, hey, unless I confess this sin to God, I'm not going to have a relationship with him or it impacts my relationship in terms of my righteousness or the requirement for me to go to heaven. Does that make sense? Yeah. But um, but acknowledging it to God, I, th- I think is important. The reason I was like, I'm going to get an email for this is it is without confessing it to other people, functionally, it is worthless if you just confess every night on your bed to God, I'm sorry again that I did that or I slept with her or I got wasted functionally, you, it is not going to bring about the healing that God said is offered to you. Yep. Um, in other words, you confess to others and that is by the way that you get healing. It's not just mm-hmm. laying on your bed. Every, that's easy for everybody to do. It's when bringing in other people that the Bible says in Hebrews chapter three, exhort one another day after day, or which is to call each other out uh, is the word exhort so that none of you would be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin, that sin wouldn't get buried in your heart and it would begin to harden. And what goes from, Hey, I, you mm-hmm. know, we slept together one time, we did it again. And who cares anymore? That's when you've been hardened by that. You're no longer sensitive to sin anymore. Yeah. And it says you need to confess and exhort and have relationships with people that can exhort you to speak into the sinful areas of your heart. So the, the uh, provocative thing that I was saying is that confession to God alone functionally yeah. is worthless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you, it, go ahead. And it's just disobeying what he tells us to do, which is yes. to confess to one another. And so we can be healed. And so we can pray for one another. And it's leaving out the piece where he wants us to tell other people who can hold us accountable and help us along the way. Yeah. yeah. Friends, they are directly quoting James five sixteen. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. And so when you are confessing to other people what it is, you're removing the power of that sin in your life because you have other people, like David's saying, functionally that are coming alongside of you or there's like an accountability there. There's a support. There's a prayer. There's a, hey, we're, we're not going to continue to let you walk in this. And uh, so uh, confessing to God and, and admitting those things to him absolutely necessary for the position of your heart and the uh, keeping your uh, self from being prideful. There's a humility that happens there as you know that God is perfect and died for you and you can get to talk to him. But then t- uh, confessing to others is what is how God is saying in his word that you will be healed as you remove the power of that sin over your life. Who do you confess to you, David? You've talked about it a little bit, um, but is it just your community group? If you've sinned against someone, is confessing to your community group just enough because they're praying for you, you're going to be healed? You know, um, yeah, I mean, I mean um, who is a, a little bit unclear. So the Bible says that you're to have authentic relationships with other believers. And so um, there's no place in the New Testament that says 
quote, community groups, confess to your community groups. It says <laughs> confess to other believers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the model of like community groups is basically our way of saying church. It's like your accountability group, someplace call them life groups and I don't know small what else to call them. Small groups, mm-hmm. life groups, uh, home groups, small power groups, groups <laughs> whatever groups. But it's basically like, hey, these are the believers that I'm doing life with that are in my life and I can confess and I want to be transparent and lead out and receive prayer for the areas where I need prayer, where um, I'm just struggling, where Satan is going to take me out if he's going to. So I would say a small group of men or a small group of women, if you're a woman, small group of men, if you're a man, um, if you're a man that can come along you that you're regularly doing life with. And, um, and where I would, I don't think is always great is people will say, as I ask them, do you have a small group? And they'll say, no, but I have a mentor and he lives in Wisconsin and yeah. I have another <laughs> friend that lives in Michigan. And, you know, from time to time I'll call them and I'll, I'll call. And they begin to just like call, they call this guy this week when they were struggling with porn. Then they call the next guy the next week when they yeah. struggled with messing up with their girlfriend, the next guy the next week. And they never have like a consistent group of the same people that are able to say like, this seems like there's a pattern. pattern. <laughs> yeah. And uh, can counsel them in a similar way and speak into it. So that's where having like regular believers on a regular basis and being plugged into a local church is so huge. Every one of us, every person on staff is plugged into a local church and a part of it. Every one of us here, Josh, Elena, myself, have men and women in our life who speak into that, that we confess and that confess to us and we pray with one another. Mm -hmm. So anything, I mean, you, you would add? Yeah, I mean, I was thinking the same thing. It's easy to confess. If you're confessing to different people about different things, it allows for no one to really see the full picture of what's going on, which can just be deceiving. And um, so the way we do it here at Watermark is we have a community group that we meet with the same people every single week consistently. And that's how that allows for those same people to know a a broad picture of what's going on in our life, not just like a snapshot of what we're, Mm -hmm. what's going on in like one week or one day. Um, But I think along those lines, people can also ask the question of how often should I confess and like what, what does that look like? And what if I've, you know, if I keep messing up over and over and keep falling into sin, like, am I confessing every single time, every day? Like what, what does that look like? Yes. Is the answer. I would go, absolutely. If, if you are uh, at a place where you're actively choosing uh, sin, whatever that looks like in your life, however that plays out in yours, in, in your life, uh, and you need to confess every day, absolutely. Because not confessing doesn't, doesn't change the real reality of where you're at. Uh, if that makes any sense, like I, I, not saying it out loud doesn't change the fact that you still uh, sinned against God. And so the, the, you confess every time that you uh, need to, every time that there's been a sin, something you've done against God or someone else, uh, you do confess it. And so it's not a, I think you're almost asking, and, and I don't think it's a bad question, Elaine, but I, if you're asking how often do I need to, like, do I always have to keep doing this? And the answer is yes, you're almost asking the wrong question because it's position of your heart, because there's ways in which if I keep confessing it, sometimes I remember times which, uh, or I shouldn't say, remember, I sometimes don't want to um, confess every time because I'm like, man, now I feel bad or I look really worse or I'm thinking about others are going to care or care about what others are going to think of me. And uh, you confess as often as you need to. Yeah, it is kind of a hard answer or a hard question to answer because it's like, there's not a too much confession thing. So it's, if something's going through your mind, if there's a temptation, if there's sin, anything going on, quickly move to confess it. The challenge is that a lot of us are like, well, I have group coming up in four days. At least I know I can think like this. Yeah. And I'll, I, I'll just share that then. And then group comes around and all of a sudden there's a bigger issue that we're dealing with in uh, this guy's life. And we go through the entire time and I never confess that, hey, I needed to bring this forward to you guys that... um I'm having this struggle at home mm. or this this conflict took place in my relationship with my wife. So I would move quickly. Yeah. Um, what would you say? 
yeah, same thing. I think I think people can also feel like, man, that's just a lot. It feels like I'd be confessing all the time. Yes. It feels like that's all I would ever be doing. Yes. And I think we would be like, that's a really good sign. Yeah, because yeah, here's the thing, we're thing. all sinners and we're all going to make mistakes. And and really in my, I think one of the best practices in all of our community groups is we ask each other three questions. It's how did you feed your soul? How did you feed others? And then the other one is how did you feed your flesh? And that's where you would share your confessions of things that happened that week. And it, like, if someone doesn't have anything to confess, in an entire week, it's like, did you not sin this week? And like, wow, that's kind of like a long time because we are, we do have a sinful nature and we're going to think things we shouldn't think and feel things we shouldn't feel and act in ways we shouldn't act. And because we have a sin nature and we're just going to mess up. And so it's a good totally. sign if you're confessing every single week. Yes. And we would say, hey, that's not abnormal. That should be more normal. Which is why Hebrews 3, we mentioned earlier, says day after day exhort one another or call and hold accountable one another and pray for one another so that no one would be hearted by the deceitfulness of sin. Um, and so, yeah, I, I don't think you could err. I think if you're doing it constantly with, with people who you're doing life with, that's a really best practice yep. to have. That's good. Um, okay. W- real quick. I'd, I'd love to know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Josh, just let it go. <laughs> Man, what happened to Usher? I don't know what happened. What do you want to know, Josh? (laughs) Well, okay, we're we're almost out of time, but is is there anything that you think would be helpful to just talk about how to confess if we get if we're given to anyone? Because there's some specific. I think there's ways in which I'm like, guys, I kind of fell into like not trusting God this week, or I I don't know. I'd love to speak. Just give me like a quick two minutes um, how to confess. Yeah, I would be specific. I would say the. I mean, the classic joke is that Christians. Uh, an unhealthy, not great example, or, or I was going to say unhealthy places, and I can't speak to that generally, but um, in a joking way, Christians will be like, hey, I have an unspoken to pray for, which have you guys heard this before? I've never heard this that. This is like how people will confess That's in places weird. where they're afraid to be honest. Is they're like, yeah, unspoken. And, um, and we would say, man, when you confess with your other believers, hopefully you have a trusted group around you and you want to be specific. If it's a um, temptation with a person at work, specifically tell them who that person is, what that looks like, what you're thinking about. If it's temptation, if it was anger or conflict and there was sin in a fight that you got out or a fight that you had, if it's just lies that you're believing about your body image, being tempted to throw up, hey, I'm being tempted right now to believe this. Or, hey, guys, I threw up this week or... um or any of the other, hey, I masturbated this week, or guys, I, uh, I'm i in a hotel room right now, and I just was flipping through the channel, and HBO's got some nude uh, extravaganza going on, and <laughs> I saw it, and I changed the channel, but I need you to pray for me, and I need you to know that so that I can bring you in, whatever that is. So I would say be specific, that the heart that is well is the heart that tells, and be specific with other people in your life and show those things. So um, I think you're right, Josh. Sadly, we've, we didn't spend enough time talking about like, man, talk about the specifics. And if yep. you're in a community and accountability with someone, ask, hey, help me understand what you mean by that when you said, I'm struggling to yeah. trust God. Yeah. Lean in. Or like, what are you afraid of? And what did that yeah. look like? And and how did that play out? Yeah, just because this is near and dear to me, I want to like say this real quick and then we can get off. But uh, something that we worked on really hard in even in my uh, old community group is sometimes there's some language that got adopted. Like, guys, I fell into sin this week. And we cut that language out and just said, it is more helpful to say, guys, I chose. I to, This week, I chose to 
do this because there's a, there, there's some ownership there and there's a uh, you know humility to come before God and just admitting what you've actually done. Yeah. And so the falling into like let's not play like everyone's just around here tripping uh, on accident, but you, there's actively choosing things and it's more helpful in your confession to uh, and healing from it if you're specific and and own it. It's great. Hey, that is it for us this week. Uh, hopefully that was helpful. If there's other topics you'd like us to cover, you can always email us at info at the porch.live. We'd love to hear from you. If there's something that you'd be interested in hearing us discuss on here, as always, if you rate and review, that really does help. And hopefully this content has been encouraging and helpful to you. We are uh, thankful to get to be a small part of the ways that God is uh, encouraging. We hear from many of you every single week. So it's such a fun thing to get to hear those things. But all that to say, we will see you next time on another episode of Views from the Porch. We want to thank you for listening to Views from the Porch. For more information about the Porch Ministry, visit us at theporch.live or follow us on social media at The Porch.